0: What's up, everybody? This is an unexpected talking shit episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. Ty Rivera is kind of bothered right now, so he's doing a special episode. Uh, this, is again, coming to you from high atop Ty Rivera Studios, a.k.a. Casa de Bijou. Uh, I have the perfect guest for talking shit today. This is my Snapchat buddy, Mr. Aaron Michael Marsh. How you guys doing? Thank you very much for having me. Oh, of course. For, for those of you that don't know, uh, Aaron Michael Marsh has been doing comedy for about five years now. Correct. He's from Tucson, Arizona. Also correct. Um, he hits a lot of the spots on the grind, and we talk a lot of shit through text. It's kind of a burn book.
1: It is kind of a burn book. <laughs> I don't, I don't I really want to, want to apologize for Quincy Jones, because he's also my burn book. Like, the two of you guys... <laughs> Which Quincy said, he's like, if those text messages ever leak, you're
0: fucked. Oh, well, same with me and you. Yeah, our text messages are so. But, like, the best thing about me, (laughs) I'll say, is that anything that I haven't said directly to somebody is only to spare their feelings. (laughs) So I don't care if they find out. There's no, like, for me, there's no consequence where I feel like, ooh, if they ever found that out, I'd be in so much trouble. I'm just like, yeah, well, I hadn't intended you to hear that from someone else, but I guess it's just as well. It's What's true. What's funny it's true. is I thought you
1: were going to say, whatever they didn't say to that person to their face, I've said publicly. And so everyone knows what you <laughs> feel about everything. To where I have not said very many public hateable things.
0: Yeah, but see, the thing with me is I very rarely talk shit about anybody that I haven't been upfront with already. Like, you know, so it, it can't be like nobody's ever like, you know, I had no idea that he was feeling this way or whatever. I don't hold on to things. It either happened right before, and that's why we're dealing with it, or we've been friends, and you knew it was coming, you that's know? That's true.
1: And I don't feel like I act fake to anybody. At no point am I, like, super nice to somebody and then turn around and be like, that guy's a dick.
0: Yeah, that's what I don't get. And like I told you earlier, like, I know that people talk shit about me. I expect that every friend I have talks a little bit of shit about me just because, you know, and they put it in nicer ways or whatever because they're my friends, but they will be like, you know, yeah, he's a little bit of an asshole, or he's, like, these are just things that are
1: true. Well, you and have a lot like, of opinions and if anybody agreed with all of them they would be you like that's it like you there's you have too many opinions for someone to agree with all of them about
0: oh and i and i know that and i don't even want people to agree with me like my friends i don't care if they don't agree i mean like most of my friends are different like uh one person that i would like to have on the podcast that'll probably never come on is my friend alicia wood And she lives in... uh, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, I met her up there. She's great. She's a great comic and funny and a feminist. And sometimes she'll hit me up by text over something I post on social media and will be like, you know let's go further into this. Like, what makes you say this? And like, mm-hmm. we have conversations and like, she'll ask me a lot of questions and I'll ask her questions back and we'll go back and forth a bit and it'll get, I guess, what you could call text heated. You know what I mean? Where we're <laughs> just sort of like, well, what about this? Well, what about that? But like, at the end of it, we're friends and we both feel however we feel and that's just what it is. Nobody has to convince anybody. It's just, we've both been heard
1: and it's great. And that's why I like what my friendship with you is that there's, we can have an argument you just want to have a good, well thought out argu- argument. Yeah, I don't care what
0: if you. It, it, I, I'm not here to convince anybody of anything.
1: No, and I would say uh. I pry into some of your bullshit sometimes, specifically yeah. just to be like, well, how did you come to this conclusion? Yeah, where did this come from, Ty? You know, like, and you will sit there and explain it out.
0: Yeah, and sometimes part of it's just my fun thinking. Like, you know, I've been very open with people about one of the reasons that I'm voting for Donald Trump is because he entertains me. Like, that's really what it is. Sure. I'm entertained, and I don't care about the rest of the country, and they're like, I'm so scared this is going to happen, and I'm so scared this going to I don't care about anything that scares you. I mean, you sound – a lot of these people that say this stuff sound like the people that are scared to leave their houses. So well, I'm not going to change my life because scared people are scared. That's what scared <laughs> people do. They
1: be scared. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Would you vote for the Joker? He's very funny, very charming
0: um no none of them and i i'm gonna get that's probably the most controversial statement i'll make on this podcast
1: (laughs) you would vote for none of the batman villains none of the jokers oh like out of all the different kinds of jokers that we've had yeah no okay yeah because because they're definitely more entertaining than almost all of our politicians did you vote for obama
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was all about Obama. I've talked about that on podcast, too. I don't um, believe in party loyalty. I really don't. And I know some people will get mad at me for saying that, like friends that are on the conservative side and like, you know, but I just don't believe in it. I think that. Um, the way I'll do things for my life is I'll go with whoever appeals to me at that time Barack Obama did seem you know have good ideas and he could give a speech which I gotta admit that's a lot of what won me over is the way he could give a speech I was like yeah I just like listening to this man talk so maybe it comes down to entertainment with him too in a sense you that's know? why I ask
1: because he's entertaining but you also told me before the podcast that you've lost interest in him
0: I've gotten tired of him I just yeah. don't everybody I think because everybody acts like everything he does is so cute or so great and it's like Like, you guys, can we just act normal? And then when they were trying to sell him on like, you know, when women get like, oh, my God, he's so good looking. It's like, no, if Barack Obama had a regular everyday job, nobody would be trying to fuck him like that. Or, you know, like nobody would be he's just not and it's nothing against him. You know, he's a regular looking guy, but he's just not that guy that everybody's like, oh, I got to have some of that. Let's be honest, you
1: know, so that's compared to the other presidents. It's like when there's a good-looking comedian. We're like, that guy's so good-looking for a comedian. Barack Obama is that for president.
0: Yeah, or like when people say a young doctor. Yeah, exactly. It's usually not young <laughs> by regular standards. It's like, oh, a young doctor.
1: Yeah, I would be a young doctor, but I'm not a young person anymore.
0: Yeah, like uh, Doogie Hauser was truly a young doctor, but yeah. there haven't been. So He's anyway, also fictional. Aaron, I guess we've got to talk. You know what? Don't ruin my fucking Doogie fantasy, all right? All right. Just joking. I was never into Doogie. When everybody really? was so excited that Neil Patrick Harris came out of the closet and they were like, oh my God, I had such a crush on Doogie when I was young. I had never had a crush on Doogie.
1: But what about Neil Patrick Harris as an adult?
0: I think he's a good looking man, but I wouldn't say I have a crush on him or I've never had, a, like, looked at him and been. I've seen pictures where I'm like, wow, he looks really good in that. I've had but. a
1: man crush on him.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. I get that.
1: Okay. <sighs> so the big drama of right now. The big drama of right now. Did you want to explain it?
0: Uh, just, okay. Um, there's a comic that I had on the podcast two episodes ago that was singing my praises. <laughs> <laughs> He's still singing a song about you. <laughs> he was singing my praises, you know, and always see, this is the thing that gets me about people. Uh, a lot of people to my face will continuously tell me how great they think I am and how much they like what I do. And that may, they may not agree with everything, but they definitely do like that. I have an opinion. And I, These are the things people say when they're blowing smoke up my ass. Right. So then out of nowhere, a lot of times I'll end up finding out that these people have bitter feelings towards me. Because they'll end up posting something shady on Facebook, and then I'll get shady back. And then right away, they usually try to concede, which was exactly what happened in this situation. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, you can't be a cunt to me and then get mad because I'm better at being a cunt when I go back at you. Which is what happened with this situation on Facebook. And it's a comic by the name of Tamar Katan. I think I won World Series of Comedy in 2013, and he won in 2014, I think is what happened, which is just... Um, a little bit of extra information for every uh, information for everybody. Um, I, I want to, okay. So what happened was I got in an argument with Tamar Katan on Facebook the other day. It was about some Trump shit. Really. It was about private message or status. It was on a status that he put up and really I was just being a smart ass at first. And then he like, you know, tried to get a little bit personal about it, which I don't mind if you want to get a little bit personal, but just be prepared to hear my personal thoughts on you. <laughs> That's all that has to happen. You know, you can't, like, suddenly be like, oh, I've, I'm crossing a line, I'm crossing a line, you're the one that got us across this line in the first place. As far as I'm concerned, you crossed us both over the line, and now I'm just better when we're on this side of the line. Because <laughs> now I don't have to pretend to be nice, I don't have to pretend to be anything, which I usually don't pretend, but there is a part of me that does put up with, uh, like, you know, when I'm dealing with people in a stand-up, in a stand-up setting, I'm willing to accept that people on stage will give a different version of themselves in some cases. It's the way they entertain. But me, I'm a very all-the-time-me person. Whether I'm on stage or off stage, I'm the same guy. So, I guess the reason I commented on his Trump post, because it was something about how, you know, he was doing some show for anti-Trump, which doesn't bother me because I'm not into politics like that where I'm going to be screaming in people's faces or like, oh, you support Hillary? Fuck you. It's not that kind of situation. So I'm cool. I was cool with that. But then it was like this sappy story about how this girl gave him an upgrade at his hotel. And he was like, I'm not even a member. And then she was like, shh. And like, you know, basically like, because he was doing an anti-Trump thing, and he'd mentioned that. So this sappy, fake-sounding story, which might have been true, but it sounds really fake, and it sounds like the rest of his narrative. You know, like everything he does in stand-up lately, it's like this very like, you know, I just um, feel like. Um Trump is a lot like my relationship with drugs and you know this kind of stuff. So he's mm-hmm. uh, is, and he's talking about how he's clean now or whatever else, which clean does not include marijuana, which we smoked marijuana together last time we are together. So since you're so clean, let's make sure we mention that because I never mind. <laughs> but but like so let's start <laughs> well, off it's with been mentioned. there's several lies that have gotten on my nerves in this situation and one of them gets mentioned uh, so Anyway, so what happened is we got in this argument, me and Tamar Katan, on Facebook. You know, it escalated. Then he ended up blocking me is what happened. And then just right now, I got a text message from a friend saying, whoa, I thought you were friends with Tamar Katan." And then I was like, you know, I am. I just had to check him the other day on Facebook. And then my friend was like, well, did you see the status? And I was like, what status? And then I put you on the case.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I looked it up. Because he blocked me. I will repeat, he blocked me. That's the reason I couldn't check it myself.
1: And this is what the actual status update says. All right. tamer status reads, Ty Rivera, you love to attack women, gay, and new comics online. No insults here. No online fighting. Roast battle me at the comedy store. I dare you. If you're his fan, share this with him. His cowardly ass blocked me. Yeah. Right well, there, starting off with the lie. Can I – well, let's, let's break this down Let's together. take it apart. I'm okay, happy, Okay, so his cowardly ass blocked me. We'll break that down to he blocked you. He did block me, and that's a matter
0: of fact. And the way I'm going to prove this for everybody is I'm going to post all of my blocked people on – uh i'll post it on my website just in the in the blog part it'll be marked it's the only thing that's going to be there i haven't blogged in forever yeah he
1: showed me the block and i gotta say some of your friends were on there people i thought you weren't they weren't well that's
0: going to be a fun part of the situation because then people (laughs) can hit me up and ask why i blocked certain
1: people and that kind of stuff so i I, wonder how many people are like hey wait i didn't even know you blocked me
0: yeah i have no no everybody that i block knows i blocked them because i I, well let me see you send a warning shot Well, because I just unfollow people if I don't like their posts, so I don't Mm -hmm. have to block them. You know, it's only if they bother me that I block them and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not dealing with you. Like, if I think you're a stupid person or you don't have good arguments or you're just, you know, like in the way for nothing, I'm like, yeah, you're getting blocked. And that's that's something I
1: definitely do uh, warn people about. Okay, uh, it's nice that he says if you're his fans share this with him, he would think that fans would reach out before friends. So that's that's almost a compliment. Uh, My question to you about roast battle is, before even Tamar Katan, would you want to roast battle anybody? I would roast
0: battle somebody that I truly did respect and knew some stuff about. Because the thing is, the way that it really is supposed to work with roasting, I mean, Jeff uh, Ross says it all the time. You only
1: roast the ones you love.
0: Yeah, and, and that also will show in a lot of the battles, like the battles that I haven't liked. A lot of times it's people that don't know each other. They don't know each other outside of stand up. And so they go meet at like a coffee house or whatever and they'll like exchange secrets. But this is all information you're supposed to accumulate over a friendship with people. Like
1: that's the history of roasting. You know? So then you know. Things about you. That's true. That's why they have friends on the roast board when people actually do those Comedy Central roasts.
0: Yeah, and and like especially because Comedy Central is cool and they're great. I'm not yeah. saying anything about them. They're I, I mean about the roast battle. I love or the roast at Comedy Central. But the thing is, like the old school version was like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and these people that all knew each other and kind of you know knew the dirt so that they could.
1: Oh, that's what made it so fun. Is because who can make fun of? Uh, Frank, to but his friends, but only his friends.
0: And I realize that there aren't a lot of people that I know like that. Well, I, I do, but they're spread out across the country, like Chris Doran, or, you know, like comics that I started off with that I have that relationship with, that it, it could be like a fun in the spirit of the rose type of thing, and I don't have to go to a coffee house because... I don't want to go to a coffee house with a stranger and learn about them or hear any of their shit or tell them mine. I mean, like, that's just not something I'm going to do. I don't mind telling people about my life in conversation. But, like, giving you, like, oh, this is juicy from when I was young. It's like, fuck off. Why would so I do you that? So you would
1: roast battle somebody.
0: I would roast battle somebody. And if I didn't know them, like, you know, if they just, I just respected them and was like, yeah, I'd like to do it, then I would meet them for the coffee or whatever and we just have a regular chat and learn about each other. You know, I wouldn't necessarily you know i'd give them as much as they need or that'd be cool but yeah sure all right would you be interested in rose battling tamar katan not at all i don't respect him when i met tamar he was um a bringer and i was headlining the bringer i was being paid and so anybody that doesn't know a bringer is where you have to bring a certain amount of comics i mean a certain amount of audience like five audience members a lot of times is the number that they want And uh, I was headlining the show, Tamar was a bringer. I got paid to be there. Uh, Tamar was a bringer. And that's still what I think of Tamar. Like he's cool and he's done some stuff, but I really do think of him still in that bringer vein. And what he does is very typical of what a bringer does. Like uh, I'll probably post a clip on my website as well for people to watch. Um, It's very, Like, the other night when we were arguing on Facebook, I compared him to a drum machine. I just don't think he has any feeling in what he does. It's all very contrived. I mean, like, people know that I lose it with emotion (laughs) sometimes on stage. So, I mean, like, I don't even respect him as a comic in that way. Like, yeah, you're a comic that works or whatever, but I don't respect you as, like, you know, a real, like, coming from the soul person like a lot of the guys I know out there. And this doesn't have anything to do with do with level or you know how long you've been doing it it's just some people come from that real very real place and some people don't like you know uh i mentioned a lot of people or i mentioned the same people kind of a lot on my podcast two of the names that always come up are jamar neighbors and damar randy and those guys really come from a a different place yeah and they come from a very real place even when they're doing outlandish outlandish stuff or it's just a bit it's still you can feel something different in there where with Tamar, it just doesn't feel real to me. It feels very like, oh, I wrote this, let me um, deliver it in the, uh, and it's lies. And it, like, I really do just feel that way about, like, especially now, because I hate when people lie about me. And, and I have no reason not to say the truth, is what a lot of people don't understand me about me. There's no consequence to me just telling mm-hmm. the truth. If I had blocked Tamar, I would just say I blocked him. But why would I block him when I was winning in the argument? I mean, like, I was was fucking demolishing him and this girl. And I was being very blunt about it because I wasn't in the mood for it. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I was just going to make a couple fun quips and then it would be over. And then he tried to go for the jugular in his very (laughs) weak way. And, uh, like, the stuff he said was, like, from another post of mine, you know, about, uh, like, growing up in Arizona and that kind of stuff. And the way he even portrayed me in his, like, kind of put down, it was like, yeah, that's not who I am at all. So I don't know why you're trying. So then I went after him in a very logical way, just, like, letting him know that, you know, I don't really think anything of him.
1: Would you want to
0: battle him two weeks ago? No. And the other thing that bothers me is he said about, like, I'm what to women?
1: Uh, Let me reopen this. You you attack women. You love to attack women, gay, and new comics online.
0: Yeah, I don't love to attack women. I just don't mind attacking them online if they come after me. I'm not going to act like you're some protected class if you come at me with words. That's what we're doing is words. It's not like anybody's getting assaulted. It's not like anybody is getting threatened. Everybody knows that that's not my style. That's not even the way I come at it. Like, I don't get this angry about those things, like where I'm like wanting to fight people or whatever. To me, Facebook is fun and it's silly. And even when I get into it with people and really go after them, I'm just like, whatever. I don't fucking care. It's when people start getting all serious with me that I'm like, uh, now you're boring because you really are like only emotion right now. There's nothing clever coming out of you. There's nothing. And that's why he blocked me on Facebook because I really was just technically kicking his ass on this fucking thread, being a dumb asshole like I am, you know? And I know it bothers some people, especially when they're a bit more on the educated side and they have this like, you know, smart way they want to come at it, this takedown that they have planned. And I'm just like, yeah, I think you're fucking, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I don't think you're really fucking legit. I think you're, you know, like basically, he's got a background in marketing and advertising and that shows in his act. And if we were friends, I would not mention it. I'd just be like, whatever on that but like when we're not friends I can definitely uh, well even when we're friends if you were to ask me if he were to ever ask me like what I thought of his act like serious critique so he could get better that's what I would tell him I would tell him to learn to be a little more real you know that's what gets my attention like I watch him and I kind of roll my eyes when he goes on cuz it's all this very Like I said, it's just, it's an angle is what it is. And that's what a lot of people don't get about me. Like I was, I get called contrarian every once in a while. And I hate when people call me contrarian. I think it's so insulting only because that means that I'm going against the grain just for the sake of it. Like this isn't, these are all my thoughts. Like this is just the way I think. That's why I'm all over the place. That's why people, you know, can't really pin me down to like, I think one way. And like, People do come after me every once in a while because I'll talk shit to women. But my thing is, like, if you're a comic, you're not even a woman anymore. You're a comic, just like me. I'm not a gay man. I don't always go to the, like, you know, how dare you talk to a gay man like that, you homophobe. It's like, no, we're just comics going at it right now. Or, you know, maybe you claim to be a comic and you're not really. You've got too many regular people feelings left in you. (laughs) Yeah, not everybody's
1: dead inside yet.
0: Yeah, well, I wouldn't say I'm dead inside. I'm actually a very loving person, and I think most people uh, through not only the podcast but dealing with me in real life are really seeing yeah. that right now. Like, you know, I'm, that's not what I'm at. That's why it gets on my nerves when people aren't genuine, when people lie about me, when people misrepresent things. The truth is Tamara Katan also has my phone number, so if you wanted to challenge me to a rose battle, no insults, no, all that fucking shit, why don't you just fucking text me? You know, if you're coming Mm -hmm. at it in a respectful way, but you wanted to throw in words like cowardly, cowardly, cowardly when you blocked me, I'm the cowardly one for you blocking me. Okay, Okay, that makes sense. You know, you're cowardly and you're dishonest. You blocked
1: me and you lied about it. I think this is the most unbothered you've been on your whole podcast. Like, you, or the actual, the most bothered. Like, this is. Well, it's just because it just
0: happened, and I really yeah. am... Th- that's one thing I hate about what people do with me is people lie about me all the time. And I, it does. it is like, why are you lying about me? Like, I'm enough of an asshole that you can just tell the regular story exactly the way it went and make me sound just as bad, if not worse. But you don't want to admit that basically you got fucked up in an argument, and that's why you had to block me, and I... Uh, I just hate, I'm just tired of people lying about me and making it seem like I'm a way that I'm not. And then, like, acting like it's some sort of challenge. Like, I would wanna go on Roast Battle with you. I know that they respect me at Roast Battle. I know what everybody thinks of me over there. And everybody knows I'm good at talking shit. So, it's gonna be a good show no matter who I go up against, when I go up against somebody. But the other thing people have to remember is this is a business for me. I'm not just trying to help people jump ahead. Like, if I can do Roast Battle and have it jump me ahead, then that's great. So I go against somebody that's either higher than me or same level, and we create this fever and make it fucking happen in an actual thing. Not some of these bum-ass fucking main events that you see where it's like, not to be mean, I love Roast Battle, and I love a lot of Roast Battle, but there's a lot of fucking shitty main events where the match just before it fucking rocks it, and then the main event can't do it, you know? It's like, you gotta... Think about these things in a career way at the same time. It's like, what's Roast Battle is a hot show. And yeah. I've got an actual fucking reputation, not from doing fucking bringers. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> technically, winning World Series of Comedy was one of the low lights of my career. I think that's the biggest thing Tamar's done. And I'm not even being an asshole. I just think, you know, like, but yeah, Comedy Central was beneath Roast Battle. I mean, it was beneath fucking World Series of Comedy. I didn't feel like I had really done anything until I won World Series.
1: Yeah. <sighs> well, let me ask you, I, can I get you to name a name that you would go up against in a rose battle?
0: My friend Chris Dorn. Mm-hmm. He's in the Bay, and he's a funny guy.
1: I'm sure there's other
0: people I would go up against. Um, I have a name in my head right now. What's the name? Earl Skakel. You know, I love Earl Skakel, and I really, I don't know that I could see anything wrong with Earl Skakel.
1: <laughs> so it'd be like i don't know how you would put the, the jokes together yeah i know you guys both have a love for each other yeah but i and I, he always delivers
0: well i know that i know i'm not worried about earl in this situation <laughs> <laughs> i'll be honest about that i'm not worried about earl in this situation but just like everything i know about earl i i like and i, I he's good and he helped me when i was first starting out you know, Earl was like, used to drop me hot tips all the time. I talked about it on his podcast, I think. But yeah, I mean, like, so I don't know. Bruce Jingles might be fun just because I really love him and he talks a lot of shit. And we both talk a lot of shit to each other. Like when we would do the road together, Bruce Jingles yeah. is somebody I'd, I'd consider. Um, then, other than that, like if people offered me, I think uh, the other thing is people, in order to get me to do something like that, Because for me, that's supposed to be fun. Like, no matter who wins, whatever, it is supposed to be fun. Uh, So you got to come to me in a respectful way. Because if you're disrespectful out of the gate, like everybody has been so far that's challenged me, even this is disrespectful. I mean, like, you're saying... Because Tamara also posted a screenshot of my Stanford rape post, which is something I use as... uh, one of the default picks for one of my, uh, what's it called? My podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's not like a secret that it's, uh, that that's. Well, uh, no, you talked about post. the podcast. Yeah, I talked about detail. it. And then, um, you know, Tamar didn't do my podcast till July. That post was from June 6th or something like that. So you knew that in July when you showed up acting fake at my podcast, which is one of the things I didn't like about having him on the podcast. Now I can be honest about this, too. Like, as soon as he left, technically I had told Zach Elk, and Zach Elkin can talk, tell you this. I haven't talked to him, uh, you know, in the last couple of days or whatever. But... Uh, yeah, Zach Elk will tell you that I mentioned that Tamara was one of the least entertaining and the the, le, the least fun I had because he was trying to do that kind of morning radio type shit, and I felt like, this oh. is a podcast. Stop with all the energy and the like. And then also, like, we, we had smoked weed right before, and he was acting weird about that, which was annoying. At a point when we were in the office, because we used to do the podcast at an office, at a point when we were in the office, he was like, uh... I just feel like I'm high and everybody knows it. And I was like, I just feel like I'm an adult and nobody's worried about whether or not I'm high. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, there's a truth to that. And it came through on the podcast where it was this weird, like, you know, he was high and also trying, like, I don't want anybody on the podcast that's really thinking about what they're going to say. Like, he's more like, you know, let me make sure I come at the right angle. I don't care if there's certain things that people don't like to talk about or don't want to talk about. That's cool. But, like, when you're trying to come at it from, like, this political type of, like, let me say I make sure I say the right things in the right way, I, I don't have any interest in it. It's fake to me.
1: So you felt he was more here to represent his brand?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, he was. that's definitely what he was doing. And I was more like chat. And we could even talk about politics. But there's no way to have a real conversation with somebody about that kind of stuff when they're putting up that fake, like, this is what I say. I like to talk to people, like, my friends, no matter which side of it they're on, I like to talk to them more in, like, the gritty way. Like, mm. you know, if I say something that sounds kind of off, I just said that. And if you want me to explain it, I'll explain it. But we're not going to talk about the words I use as far as, like, you know...
1: Don't use these particular terms or Which say is, it this way. When I read that, I think I said to you right after I read it, was the thing that confuses me about this post is as your friend, when I have read statuses of yours in the past, I'm like, well, that kind of doesn't add up. I text you and ask you to explain yourself, and you always do. Yeah. Really fast. Like uh, like the Trump, when you first really, really push and, like, that you've chosen Trump and he's your guy, uh-huh. I made you explain why. Not, and I didn't try to convince you of what I thought. I was just trying to figure out where you were coming from. Yeah. And it does confuse me for him to get mad this late after this thing got, was posted. Well,
0: I've been a horrible person all along. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this
1: just started to bother you. <laughs> That's also something I said. It's like, how long has he known you? Exactly. It's been four or five years, and you've been the same person that I've known that whole time.
0: Yeah, he hung out with me in Vegas when I was... Pr- he came to watch the show that I was on in Vegas. Uh, I was doing Stratosphere, and he was um, working Laugh Factory. And we hung out that night, and we talked about, you know, Trump and different stuff, and, like... It's whatever. Like I have a sense of humor about all that stuff. I don't care. Like these people get so like caught up on these dumb things, and they don't understand that I don't care. Like there was a point in the night where he leaned over to me and he was like, "Okay, I can take you voting for Trump, but please don't tell me you believe in God." And I just started laughing really hard because, like, to me, uh, like, maybe he was trying yeah. to rip me or whatever. But to me, it was just really funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I don't everybody knows I have Jesus tattoo and I, I definitely believe in God. But when people joke like that, I didn't I didn't get it all offended or <laughs> feel like it was, uh, you know, I just started laughing really hard because it was such a ridiculous statement or like, you know,
1: Well, yeah, we all take our separate path. Mm. I don't feel like you represent me in any way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I could see that. <laughs> <And> vice versa. <laughs> As I look you up and down in a catty way. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry. You guys <laughs> missed that look <laughs> of like, yeah. Keep,
1: I do not represent you. Correct. <laughs> but that's ridiculous. I mean, that's what part of what the friendship is between your friendships. I imagine just because I only know of our friendship, I can't speak for you for other friendships. Is that we do represent very different things, but we get along. We find a way to get along. And that's what makes it fun and interesting
0: yeah well you know you both have your fun talking about your stance on different things in mm-hmm. my opinion the way friendship works and then you go back to concentrating on the stuff that you guys agree on
1: do you think you could go back to being friends with tamar like if he was like hey i was hated but can we talk this out
0: well i was never really friends with tamar in the first place like we were friendly you know mm-hmm. we work We're we're cool i i i considered him i guess a casual friend but we weren't really friends. And once yeah. something like that happens, I don't want to be friends with people. Like, once I know that you'll lie about me, because Eric Marino was just mad at me about this the other day, because or today. Earlier because, today. Yeah, because, you know, my thing with Leslie is, at the base of it, she lied about me. And he doesn't think that's a, that big of a deal. And I think it is a big a big deal when somebody lies about you. You know, if you just lied to me about something that doesn't matter, you know, like you... Maybe we're escaped one of the buildings at 9 <laughs> <laughs> No, no specific comic <laughs> name. That's not my business. I don't care. Like if you that that happened, and I don't judge you for it at all. That's all I could come up with. It I knew <laughs> <laughs> when I'm
1: saying it. But at the same time, it's perfect. You know, you could see the spark in your eye when you thought of it. <laughs> there was the searching, loading, loading, and then it was ding
0: yeah, I don't care about that. you know I don't. I, I don't concern myself with a lot of things, like, you know, um, I'm friends with Adam Richmond. Some people don't like Adam Richmond. I'm friends with Adam Richmond. I know the accusations that have been there and stuff, but I just don't concern my, myself with that. You know, a lot of people that are on the opposite side of things I've seen a different side of. So what am I supposed to do? Take your what you say that person is? Well, maybe I believe you. Maybe that person is exactly what you're saying. But until that person does something wrong to me which they never have in the 13 years I've known them, then I don't really, that's your business. And also when I hear details of the story and I'm kind of like, you're both grown-ups, and you could have done better. Yeah. That's what I think. I think <laughs> both of you could have done better. How about that? And how about since I'm friends with him, I tell him that too. You know what I mean? How Did about, you tell him that to his face? I, everybody knows that that's the way I feel. Like You know, my friends that have gotten in trouble, this isn't just Adam, but like Adam yeah. knows, like we've had a chat, you know, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> clearly that wasn't the way to go on that.
1: <laughs> no one's <laughs> arguing the other side. I can't
0: even go into details cuz I don't know what's legal. I don't my legal team is a chihuahua and a minpin. So I got to watch myself <laughs> but up But you're here. still out of jail so they're I doing can't something
1: right. I can get sued for my h 4n. <laughs> no. Which if I, if my shit blew up in the wrong direction like that, if I had a crazy thing where my life fell apart, Mike uh, Favorman style. I would hope that you would Come at me in that direction.
0: Well, that's the other thing with Mike Faberman. A lot of people don't realize that Mike Faberman... That was, again, not me being contrarian. I actually knew know Mike Faberman. I met him at a Montreal showcase. He's, you know... How many years ago? I don't know. Like, probably 10 Yeah, sure. I'd say 10 or 8, something like that. And I met him at a Montreal showcase. He was really nice to me. If you know Mike Favorman, he's got kind of like that East Coast vibe, that kind of what you would assume is going to be homophobic. I don't know if he's from the East Coast or... Do you know where he's from? Or I don't know West? where
1: he's from, but that's definitely his vibe is like that New Yorker guy that doesn't give a shit what you think, but he's got opinions.
0: Yeah, yeah. like he's And so, you know, you would assume that he'd be homophobic or that kind of, on look, I'm saying, you know, and mm-hmm. but he was always very nice to me. And I know that different women have had their, you know, run-ins with him, but as far as like some of the women I know, Say that, you know, he's given them rides home and he's not creepy at all and he was great with them. And so am I supposed to completely ignore the person that I know because you saw a different side of them? And especially since that different side was just like a verbal – it was basically a
1: tongue lashing. and I started telling you my opinion on the whole Mike Favorman thing, which is – Yes, he said shitty things, but it's not illegal to say shitty things.
0: That's exactly what it is. It doesn't mean the guy shouldn't work anymore. He said some shitty
1: things. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. Yeah, and so when you talk to him directly, be advised. He said shitty things in the past. He'll probably say shitty things in the future. He probably said shitty things before that comment. You know, like, there's no way that that didn't happen. But... That's not like well we should probably try to get him off this earth then like that is crazy yeah or make it so he could just can't work altogether yeah like, no that
0: that's not just for words I mean yeah. like that one wasn't even alleged sexual assault or anything it was just words it all happened
1: over a computer or over a phone so nobody and in no place in any of that was he threatening to hurt a human being in any way it was just. I'm gonna make you feel bad.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So, but all of a sudden, I'm supposed to treat this person like I haven't known a nice side of him for eight years. And granted, the eight years, like I, I don't know where he's from. Like I know, I'm like I know a lot of comics, you know. But with him, like with him and certain guys um, and girls that are really comics, you instantly feel a friendship with them in a lot of cases when you're both comics and you meet, you know. You're just like, yeah. Yeah, there's
1: a weird bond. I don't know what exactly it is in the air, but you can even tell them apart from when you're in a room full of people.
0: And that's where we go back to tamarin in a sense. And this isn't me being insulting, but I didn't get that feeling off of him from the first time I met him. I just, you know, he's a casual. And even having him on the um, podcast seemed like a good idea until I realized I was going to be talking to his representative the entire time. And then yeah. I was like, well, now we can't really get into anything to... Because it's all supposed to be like roses and whatever as far as
1: you're trying to make it, you know? Yeah, and I've definitely – I've told you that about myself where I have a PR representative that goes out and does my open mics for me.
0: Yeah, but (laughs) I I get that. Like, I get that to a certain degree with people, but I just, you know, like – But that's
1: not what podcasts are about or what friendships are
0: about. And especially when people talk to me because my podcast is obviously different from a lot of podcasts just in the way that I go at things. (laughs)
1: No, because that's what you, the conversations you want to have off the stage. Right? Am I correct on that? Yeah, pretty much all the time, all right. this is the way I like talking. You know, I,
0: I, I don't want to, well, I'm lying. There's a lot of non-com, like regular people, I keep the conversation very, you can't get a read off. I'll listen to everything they have to say and not chime in with an opinion in a lot of cases because I just feel like you're a regular person, you'd never get it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't
1: handle an opinion of this level. <laughs>
0: and uh, l- you know, and laughing at things that other people find really tragic in some cases or, you know, just deplorable. I mean, like I can laugh at all that stuff enough if I'm um, with another comic. Most comics no matter how squeaky clean they are on stage, if you give them a good edgy, silly we're having fun in the moment. Oh, Quip, yeah. They'll, f- they'll go for it. They're not going to tell you're
1: inappropriate. Oh, if you give a good pitch, I don't care what color the ball is. I'm going to go for it. I'm oh, going to yeah. aim for the fences.
0: Yeah, that's, that's most comics, so that's why I don't mind talking to them. With Tamara, it always felt like, you know, stilted and like, what are we doing here? Like talking to a Mormon? No. <laughs> <laughs> my, one of my best friends was raised Mormon, and that dirty bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was raised Mormon and I'm not that dirty bitch but I can um, I'll say some dirty things.
0: Oh yeah, no, I know you're I know you're pretty unchristian in your behavior at times or in your words at times.
1: In my everything. I'm not a Christian person. I would not say that about myself. I don't believe in Christ. I was just raised Mormon. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've given that up. Have I alphaed this conversation? No, no. Okay.
0: I'm well the conversation is already what it is, you know? Like, yeah. we talked about Tamar, and that was cool. And then there's the, you know, just to wrap everybody up on the Farmer effect um, so that you never have to hear this again. Uh, a lot of people
1: didn't, well, I There was, was some kind of Instagram thing that happened today with her, correct?
0: No. um, Maybe I... Was that today? I get my days confused. It was either today or yesterday. I think it all happened yesterday. And then today I okay. woke up. And her, I did block on everything just because... I don't, fu- like, I don't even consider her to be a comic. So what she didn't get was it wasn't me arguing with you. I was telling you that if you're going to call yourself a comic, either get to work or get gone. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. And if you're not, if you're going to stick around, just don't be around me. Or don't, you know, we don't need to talk. We don't need to, we'll never get a hug and a selfie. <laughs> that doesn't need to happen. Let's just stay away from each other. You're on the scene, quote, unquote. I'm on the scene. We don't need to... Our paths don't need to cross. And I feel like that with every one of these. Like, Lila is another one, and I know people would get mad at me because she has spina bifida, and I'm supposed to be extra nice about that. But I'm sorry. You know, you need to turn that spina bifida into an act, into something people want to watch instead of just hanging out, hugging everybody at the comedy store and taking selfies. Like, that's annoying. Especially one day, Lila asked me to take a picture of her and one of her friends. And... I felt like, I don't know what the fuck you think I'm doing
1: here, but. <laughs> you should say I'm at work right now. Yeah. The way I called comedy work earlier on accident. Oh, yeah. But,
0: yeah, so then that happened. And I hate when people turn it into a male-female thing when they're like, you know, you would talk to a woman like that? Like what? Like an equal?
1: Yeah, I don't even consider that when I put a sentence together. Yeah. It's never like. I better soften this up.
0: Yeah, like I have the nerve to talk this way to a woman. Why? Because I mean, and I don't say anything disrespectful to them. It's not like I tell them they belong in kitchens or they're like, you know, it, it, like the, the, the way people say that, it's like I'm not supposed to treat them like an equal. But that's supposedly where we're where we want to be. But we also have to treat them extra cautious. That's the thing. I'm supposed to value your opinion extra because you're a woman. <laughs> I'm supposed to suddenly be like, no, I didn't mean that. You're a, you're a woman and I should change my behavior completely. You're here to tell me what's appropriate and what's not.
1: I don't even understand how the thought process comes where it's like my opinion is so much more important than everyone else's that the world needs to adjust to it.
0: And men don't that- even do that to each other. Even though they say that we do that all the time, that's not the way men work. When women say that, it's like you don't know how men work. Like, because it's not like, Nobody would ever get anything done. If we all just listen to each other all the time, if nobody ever—that's
1: <laughs> Well that's the reason we have leaders—is because they yeah. can override people's.
0: Exactly. If nobody opinions. ever took the back seat, if nobody ever stepped down, then it would all—it would all be just all of us fighting all the time. Too, you know,
1: the yeah. too many chefs. If, no matter how we voted, everyone's opinion gets counted. Yeah, everybody's just the same. That's true. Nothing would move forward then.
0: So you know i'm tired of these people trying to hide behind different things like that was my point for like the farmers of the world is just stop being in the way like the rest of us are really trying to get somewhere there's so many comics right now that aren't really comics that are clogging up not only the is it more now than ever yes not only the open mics they're also clogging up the showcases too and it's kind of like you know i get it maybe you have a look or something like that but Turn that into an act and then bring that back instead of wasting spots. In a lot of cases, wasting opportunities for yourself.
1: If these people started turning it around and they started doing a lot of spots and they started becoming like putting together an act, would you change your opinion?
0: Oh, yeah. Eventually, I'd respect them. But, you know, I, that doesn't mean I want to be friends with them. Like Lauren Farmer just doesn't seem like the kind of person that I want to be friends with. That's just the long and short of it. I felt that way from when I first met her because like, she was right away commenting on my stuff, acting like we were friends, and then she would like, hug me when it's like, we don't know each other, but I was not trying to be like an asshole and be like, ugh, I don't want to hug you. Because like, you know, she's not a gross girl or anything, but just, uh, I feel like that a lot of times when people hug me and there's no feeling in it. I'd rather us just not touch. We don't know each other. You know, I hug a lot of people, but it's because I have a lot of history with a lot of people on the comedy scene. And then, like I said earlier, some people it's just because they're comics and I right away feel that bond with them. And I'm like, yes, I like seeing you. Yeah. You know, my family's in Arizona. I've got a lot of love to give.
1: <laughs> Why don't we <laughs> hug it out? <laughs> no, I, I'm definitely a hugger. Yeah. But there's I hug definitely you comics all the time. I've known for years that I've never even thought to hug because we don't have that bond. Yeah. And I don't think it's unfair for me to say that Tony Hinchcliffe is one of those guys we've never hugged. It wouldn't shock me if we never hug in the future, and I don't think he's offended by that because that's just the fact. Is that I don't think we have that bond. It's not that we haven't like tried; it just never happened. Yeah,
0: me and Tony Hinchcliffe are fist bump guys, and I've known him since. Yeah, I fist bump. I hit. say
1: hi. I respect him. He's very respectful to me. Yeah, I like Tony. I know not
0: everybody. But we're also not with confused with like
1: where our boundaries are with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like, neither one of us has really tried to cross the boundary because there's no reason to.
0: Yeah, well, that's one of the things that happens a lot with me because a lot of people do know me. And so a lot of, like, posers, uh, for lack of a better term, will, like, try to horn in and, like, just suddenly hug me. And then they have the nerve to get mad at me when I don't just go along with it. Like, if I am standoffish or whatever, they'll make it seem like I'm an asshole. It's like, no, I'm not an asshole. I just don't know you. And I'm not gonna pretend to be your best friend because you're trying to make appearances at a comedy club. Because you want an excuse to be in spots that you shouldn't be in, you know, as far as there's different areas of the comedy store where it is like comics. And you're yeah. not supposed to be there if you're just groupie type. And I'm not saying groupie in the way like having sex with people, but a lot of these people do basically amount to groupies. Like they just like hanging out, they just like being around the energy, they're not doing anything.
1: I can even say that like I've walked through, should we even say where the areas are? I like, I walked through the kitchen of the comedy store, uh-huh. and there was a huge A-list celebrity comedian there, and it was like, oh, cool. He's here to avoid all of the hubbub of outside, and I also know where my level is, or I'm like, I better just keep walking.
0: Well, that's what, exactly what yeah, you do when you see the big comics. Instead, these uh, posers will ask them for selfies. And that's another way you know that, you know, this person isn't for real. Like, they're not a real comic. You know, they're bothering another comic for a selfie. When you know that this comic, like you knew just by seeing that A-list comic, that they were back there to be away from everything. Everybody knows that sometimes you go places to hide.
1: Yeah. (sighs) Well, I would hope... That one day in my wildest of dreams, I'm of that person's level and I need a time and a space to just get my head together, and that that exact same spot where that person's standing is there for me. Well,
0: in my opinion, that's the reason I don't ask comics for pictures, even comics that I like for a long time, you know, or I don't ask them for pictures. I'll ask my friends for pictures, but that's the reason I don't ask uh, like big comics for pictures, is because I feel like we're both gonna be in the business forever one day we'll end up crossing paths and being friends and we'll take an honest, legit picture. You know, like yeah. hanging out, doing something, and now <laughs> we got a picture. Yeah. And it's even more real and genuine because it's not me showing off for my friends. Like, look, I met so-and-so. This is like, you know, just me living my life and being like, this is my friend, and we took a picture. I don't even feel that way about people. Like, when it comes to being starstruck, and there's two people that I would like to meet in my life. And that is Oprah Winfrey... And Pamela Anderson.
1: Almost the same exact person.
0: And those two bitches (laughs) I will fan out for.
1: (laughs) They're also not comics. They're not in the same circle you are. You're not going to take that fan picture and then run into them a week later.
0: Yeah, and also, yeah, you're right. It is like, I, I it would be an actual moment to remember, especially Oprah, because, you know, Pamela Anderson, I feel like I could meet her if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Find a way? <laughs>
1: yeah, I feel like it's not, but Oprah, that's definitely a tougher road. That is a tougher road. I've, uh, I've gotten three celebrity pictures in my life, and two of them, that person asked me to do it. One of them, I actually was just like, no, I really want this one. This is my number one comic of all time. Who uh, is Chappelle. Chappelle? Yeah. Chappelle was my number one of all time. And my friend happened to be a friend of his. Uh, and so he was like, hey, do you want to meet him? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, hey, man, it's my friend Aaron. He'd love to get a picture with you. So my friend even did the asking for me. And I took the picture. And I've seen him probably 25 times since. And I've never done any more than just look at him and maybe nod my head. Because why he doesn't need me to say hi to him every time
0: see but that's also where i go back to just what's right for me is right for me and what's right for you is right for you that's another one of those mm-hmm. situations like i know a lot of my friends that have done that with like martin or there's different you know com- and I, I myself i did it to a degree but it's just a comic that most people wouldn't have been that psyched about because you i know. know
1: jamar loves martin so much i was rooting for him to get a picture with oh yeah martin, because well, that means a lot to him
0: well, that's the thing. That's why I get it for people. Like, you know, when people do it, I just choose not to because of that. But when other comics do it, the people I have a problem with are the people that do it with all the comics. And it's just yeah. to make it look like. Well, yeah, they want a
1: scrapbook. They want a scrapbook of comedians instead of becoming something worth being in that scrapbook on the other side.
0: Yeah. And at home, they're lying to their family in a lot of cases. A lot of times that's what they're present. Like, if you read the captions that they'll put on there, that's why I posted it. It got a bunch of likes when I posted that, you know. I hate when comics post pictures and they're like, just another day at the office, you know, hanging out with some big comic. And that's when
1: I posted Chappelle. Yeah, that's how I knew it was Chappelle. Yeah, you were like, me and Dave don't agree or me and Dave (laughs) are offended. Yeah, I said Dave is offended. I didn't even put myself (laughs) in it. Like as if he texted me like, tell Ty. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, because it's not – I was like, I'm guilty of this behavior. But at the same time, it's also not this crazy – string of behavior where like oh you're not hanging out at the comedy store because you're learning how to become a better comic Mm -hmm. you're here because you're just a super fan of comedy and you're dabbling in comedy just to support your fandom
0: that's really what it is with most of the or a lot of these people now you know some of them can grow into comics if they really want to but it's about putting in work and it's not about being where you know the place to be seen that's not what comedy is about Comedy is a lot of doing crappy open mics. Like, you know, last night, I w- Darren Carter invited me to feature for him at the Irvine Improv. You were starting the party I was the party starter? Yeah, I was the pre-party starter. <laughs> 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 and so I did that. And then immediately after, I went to the Liquid Zoo, which everybody knows is kind of a dive in
1: Van Nuys. If you don't know, you're being very polite to the Liquid Zoo. It is a dive. It is not kind of... It yeah, just, it's a dive, yeah. and
0: it's not... But, you know, that's putting in the work, and it's yeah. not glamorous, and you, if you're lucky, you get to see some of the other comics. Like, last night, I got to see a few friends I hadn't seen in a while, like uh, Mark Fry was standing outside, and James Uloth, and a few other... Co- Rich Slayton was out there, who I always love seeing, Rich. Uh, he's another one that pushes me a lot. Like, you know, as far as if I make a statement, he'll ask me to explain it, or why I, I feel that way, and, Fair. you know... Yeah, he'll he'll really he'll grill me a little bit, but <laughs> I'm I'm great with it. I don't mind. See, that's You different.
1: love a good argument, and I don't even mind Almost just, more than an argument.
0: I don't even mind just a quick like probe. <laughs> as bad as that sounds, but I don't mind when people just are like, you know, oh, I was wondering about the especially if we're friends and I know you've got an open mind to at least hearing. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying your mind has to be changed, just open to hearing what another person's opinion is. If you're genuinely asking, I don't mind answering.
1: If somebody's listening to this and doesn't know Ty, I would like to say that when you ask Ty about it, he's very open to answer, but he's not interested in you trying to change his mind.
0: Not at all. That's where I get like, and what are that's you where to a do? lot of
1: this anger comes from, I think, is when people are like, oh, not only are you wrong, you You have to think like me. You're like, no, you can think I'm wrong, but you don't have to think that you're right. And I can even be wrong for your thinking. That's the thing with
0: voting. Like, different people think different ways. So, like, where you are financially and what's important to you will sway what interest or, you know, who you vote for. That's just the way it works. So, sometimes I'll hear somebody and they'll give me all of the reasons and I'll be in my head like, okay, that makes perfect sense to me that you're voting for that person, but... I still feel this way because those issues that you just brought up, even though they're the most important to you, maybe don't even make the list for me or aren't that important. At, you it's know. a matter
1: of filling priority. Yeah. For instance, my dad voted against Obamacare. I needed Obamacare to try to have medical coverage. Mm-hmm. And you're like, it makes sense that I'm interested in it. It also makes sense that my dad's not because it affects his medicine. Yeah. You know, And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. My dad and I are on two separate parts of the table. But it's understandable why either of us are on the table.
0: Yeah. And I can completely hear people tell me all of that and feel like, you know, it's logical and it's great for them and not feel compelled at all to try to change their opinion. Mm -hmm. That's why I get annoyed when people try to do it to do it to me because I'm like okay I'm not trying to change your opinion so I don't know why you're you're dogging me because that's what they'll do a lot they'll turn from like just talking to you like oh this is so stupid how could you possibly and it's like I've you realize you're talking to a human being right
1: now yeah no and that's why I thought it would be a good place on your podcast to say that because people who don't know you as well as I do sometimes they just need a little better understanding and I feel like I have that enough to say that
0: Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. You get to hear (laughs) a lot more than a lot of people. (laughs) Oh, no, absolutely. But
1: I'm just saying, like, there's a way to talk. Everyone has a different way that they want to be talked to or or talked with. And that is and I feel like you're unique in the sense that what you say is so opinionated, someone else feels like they can come at it with equal opinionation. And you're like, no, 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 no. He wants you to just hear out this opinion fully. See, but that's... And then you can hear out their opinion fully, too. Yes. But at no point is it do you, you feel like, and when we walk away, we'll be changed into each other.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, that's why it's a lot of times I hang out with other ethnic people rather than white people. Because in a lot of cases ethnic people can go at it we can yell at each other a little bit and then like go right back to being friends and that's done and it's over and it doesn't have to turn into a whole thing like uh, that's part of why it gets on my nerves when people try to make it seem like I'm attacking women because it's like no it's just that she's a white woman and she's used to people humoring her she's used to people pretending that she actually has a point right now when really she doesn't have a point and if she does have a point it's a point for her it's not a point for me it doesn't mean that I suddenly have to subscribe and once you start using feminine pronouns and people start getting real uncomfortable with that they start getting like well you're a man and you're supposed to just let a woman tell you what to do technically you were supposed to get married to a woman and a woman was supposed to tell you what to do for the rest of your life like that's the problem with me in a lot of cases is like society has this place that even though I'm a gay man they still see me as I'm supposed to just be a man and be a man in that way well if I can see both sides and I've seen women pull some pretty manipulative shit Just like with men. Like, my thing with men is uh, a lot of times you'll notice women will dismiss their men as being stupid. Like, he'll do something he shouldn't do. And then she'll be like, well, he's just stupid anyway. You're you literally know describing I
1: mean. every sitcom episode ever.
0: Well, yeah, but like with me, I, since I am a man, I'm always like, no, I know you're not that stupid. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. a man too. We we think more than that. But it's easier yeah, to get away with it. in different ways. Yeah, it's, and exactly. It's easier to get away with it if you just pretend to be stupid. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Okay, now I'm in trouble. All right, I'll put my head down and all. Little d- does the other person know that he
1: knows exactly what he was doing. That's literally the Cosby bit where he's a genius. And it was like, oh, he didn't do this, so I'm going to do it. And it was like, that was his genius plan the whole time.
0: I didn't... I, didn't, I, don't know I really
1: simplified did. a whole 20-minute bit.
0: No, you know what the best thing about Cosby um, coming out as a rapist or people accusing him of being a rapist was? Was I never liked Cosby to begin with, so I could... <laughs> 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 like, finally, everybody agrees Yeah, with me. I didn't have to have people look at me weird anymore once. It was like, well... <laughs> <laughs> I got to be the one that was like, wow... You know, you're, you're,
1: I, you're the, the happiest person on that day for the wrongest reason. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, just for my own, so I don't have to have people judge me. Because I remember <laughs> people would ask me, and I have, I, I don't lie to people. So when people would ask me, you know, what I thought about Cosby, and I tell them that I really wasn't into him, then they'd again, same kind of thing, like try to convince me of why I was supposed to think he was funny, and I'd just be like, No, I get it. I get that for you, he's funny,
1: but yeah. for me, he's just not. So. Sure. I almost feel like I'm going to have to defend why I would even use Cosby as a reference later. Someone on the internet's going to find me and say something. Oh. Which, of course, everything he did is horrible and deplorable. But we, his influence on the comedy community for those 40 years before all of that came to light is still very impactful. You're stopping me.
0: Oh, no, I'm just trying, because, like, even though I don't like his comedy, and I know people are going to get mad at me, Mm -hmm. I still don't necessarily believe everything I've heard about him. Like, to a certain degree, yeah, but, like, there's a few that seem... Like, I actually listened to that shit. I actually did pay attention to it, and some of it just didn't add up for regular people thinking. And I know we're always supposed to side with the victim and whatever, but... Never mind, let's not even do this. It's, it's too late like, in oh, the podcast. Oh, are we starting the next really episode now? Yeah, it's Were too late.
1: You, I was worried when you first started this podcast that you weren't going to have enough Facebook drama to, to fill every episode, but you're doing a great job of filling it two, three times a week. The worst part is I'm not trying at all. <laughs> 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 it's just like you're. before you had a podcast, when people would talk about you, they would go straight to your Facebook posts. And now you have a podcast just explaining your Facebook posts.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to upload this. This is going up tomorrow
1: or maybe fun. even
0: tonight. I'm just, you know, I'm just so tired of people lying about me. It's great that I have a podcast because now I have a platform for it, but I hate that people lie about me and like, you know, in a lot of cases come to me in a disrespectful way and then paint me as a disrespectful one. And it's like, no, that's not fair, and you don't get to do that. Like, That's not okay to do that to me and especially when you're doing things that i have receipts for i mean like i'm going to literally post these and they're going to be able to see cuz i left the name from the bottom of one page yeah. on the top of the other so they can see exactly what my and everybody can count it and know that i my two winners were the two winners you <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, i mean i guess to wrap this up is there has your podcast helped you like resolve any of these issues with any of these people
0: Not yet, but I think eventually it will. Like you know, I think that if you listen to my podcast, like even me and Tamar, we're not sworn enemies. Technically, I guess it's a good thing because now from here on out, he knows how I feel about him. I always will see him as a bringer. I don't care what he does. That's what he is to me as a bringer. I don't think that his stuff has any soul in it right now. Maybe one day it will. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, But I just don't see him as real and. I don't think he came at me in a respectful way. I really don't respect him for lying about me. And so there's no way I would do anything that would help propel him or put him on a stage. And I don't see any other reason why he should have to share a stage with me. So why would I do it for Roast Battle?
1: All right. I think that's the episode, man.
0: I appreciate you, Aaron
1: Michael Marsh. Where I can appreciate people you find time. you? Uh, people can find me on... Uh, Aaron M. Marsh on Twitter or Aaron Marsh Comic on Instagram and Snapchat? Aaron M. Marsh on Twitter and? And Aaron Marsh Comic on Instagram and Snapchat.
0: Okay. And you guys know where to find me, America's com. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find me on Facebook. Boy, can you find me on Facebook. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter. Find me however you find me. How about we do it that way? I love all of you for listening. Uh, I think this podcast also showed people how quickly I go from being bothered right back to unbothered. (laughs) Unbothered with Ty Rivera, everybody. Thank you for listening.